0: Thank you, Brother right Brother Thank you. Good evening, friends. With the great heart of, of God's love, I come this closing night of this revival of Owensburg, Kentucky, to thank each and every one of you for your your kindness and all that you have did for us here. We uh, deeply appreciate appreciate the great fellowship of the ministers the cooperation of every person, for all the finance that you've helped us to. We appreciate it. We don't ask just for bills to be paid and the little love offerings we take for the brethren. Huh? What we have, if we would have 50 cents left over, it would go into foreign missions. So therefore that you know that what your money is to try to bring peace and the gospel to the heathen lands of the world. I'm sure you could never invest anything any better than that, to try to do that. <clears throat> One time, years ago, I used to, when I would leave a city, we had plenty of money then. You just passed the collection plate two nights, and it paid for all the expenses. And then if they had a Red Cross drive or, or something, a kind of a drive, polio drive or something, we'd go right ahead and help them people uh, make an offering in our church and give it to the people. And then sometimes we just turn it over to the cities. And they got to a place, friends, that was was become almost like a, well, you wouldn't get out of town to be the same as a bunch of holy rollers. And I'm just one person that don't believe in supporting unless it's something that really means for God. I've seen a man going down the street that we put this money in, great big swell car and smoking a cigar and a big diamond ring. Uh, then people put that in for little children and things that really are really in need. So I, I thought, well, here's one thing. The, the money that God gives me, I'm the steward of it, and God will make me answer the day of judgment for what I do with it. So I know this one thing. If I took what I could and took myself and went out into the nations and things and tried to preach the gospel, when I answer on that day, I'll say, Lord, I did the best I know how. And I'm sure that the people would appreciate uh, Ever who's saved and would appreciate getting somebody else saved and healed. Isn't that right? So that's been my heart to try to do it. I've done it ever since, and that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to help someone. I don't rest too much here on earth. When I'm home, it's constantly pulled and dragged constantly all the time. It's been that way year in and out. These kind of lives don't last long. You know that. They soon burn out. John the Baptist only lived six months after he got in his ministry. Christ was three years and six months in his ministry. They crucified him. The life soon burns down. It's such a tremendous strain. This is one thing I want to do, Christians, is to make my life every ounce of it count for Jesus Christ while I'm here. This message that I preach, I believe it with all my heart. God knows whether I'm telling the truth or not. Every ounce of my being believes everything that I speak. If I didn't, I wouldn't speak it. I'm trying my best to help someone. And while I go to bed at night, although I'm not free from critics, sure I have them, but I thank the Lord that they're a minimum. And people do criticize and say, well, he's just this, that. Well, of course, I expect that. I must have that, all everybody else has, so why should I be immune from it? I must have that too. But here's one consolation I have when I can find a few minutes of sleep. When I have my prayer before going to bed, I know this that by God's grace I've done the best that I could to make life a little better for my fellow man. And in doing so, I pray that someday when it's over and I come up to his door and knock on the door that he won't turn me away. If you happen to get there before I do, you tell him about me and tell him I, I love him, will you? And tell him that I just love him with all my heart. And ask him, tell him that, you, that I'm trying my best. And, and when I come up, if you hear me knocking, while you tell him, ask him to let me in, will you? Because I'm doing all I can for you. And I believe that by God's grace we'll all meet there and I, I pray to him now, while I don't know many of you here, just what I've got acquainted with very few, uh, I, I pray that He'll the door will be wide open for every one of you. And if my prayers uh, to God will help you any, I, I just ask him to open the door wide for every one of you. And I as I go to different parts of the world, if God shall permit me to, and when I'm out there on the... Well, sometimes it gets awful dark. I've seen times where I wouldn't know where to turn next. Witch, doctors, demons, everything on every hand. It's not an easy thing. There you're standing there representing Jesus Christ, the most holy thing of all the world. And you're standing there and every demon trying his best to press in. And when you're dealing in another world, you must remember reproach on his name but do more and all the good would ever be done. Just, Satan's just watching for one opportunity. You pray for me, will you? And when the nights are stormy and dark in Africa, the winds are howling, the witch doctors are challenging, the far eaters and things of India will be challenging and every demon worker there will be right out there. I'll be thinking about Owensboro. There's a bunch of people praying for me. I know you will be. I know if you ask him, he'll help me. I'm going to depend on you. And you pray for me wherever I go that God will help me. I've done all that I know how to represent our Lord Jesus to you in the way of simplicity. He's never trusted me with too much because I don't know know how to take care of much, I guess. He just gives me what he will. But what I have, I freely give to glorify him and his church. I'm just here to try to represent him to you by a divine gift. Just like if he give me a hand, I want to use that hand the best that I can. If he give me eyes, I don't want to look at the evil things. I want to look at his Bible. I want to look at things that's right. If they happen to run into evil things, I want to turn my head. Look off somewhere else, see? because he give me my eyes. Remember I was once the blind man. Practically, well, they led me around, so I just practically... By. And now my eyes are 10-10. Are That's two degrees better than normal, 20-20. I can read newspaper print five feet away from me. So I'm thankful for that. I show my wife last night here at my forty. I can take this fine Bible and hold it that close to me and read it, or hand it off anywhere five feet away from me and read it and thanked, once with great big, thick bifogal glasses and led around by the arms. Oh, it's amazing, Grace, how good he is. I love him. Though he condemns me at the end, I still love him. Now, this may be our last meeting time, Christians. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but it may be our last meeting time. If it is, I say as I'll say when I meet you again, in glory trust that we'll all be there, I'll say this, with an honest, sincere heart, I've tried to represent Jesus Christ to you with all that I know how. And I love him. Our next meeting begins just across the river here at Evansville. And I forget the name of that tabernacle. It's the Baptist Tabernacle, though the full gospel people are sponsoring it. It's a place that seats about 4,000, I think, something like that. If you have any time off from your own church come over and be with us. We'd be happy to have you. Brother Bosworth and I have agreed on three things that I've wanted or one thing that we want to try for the first three nights. I want to try if I can tonight to call just as many of this platform for visions as I can get up here. And I don't care if my wife and boy have to pack me out of the other building. I want to give my best. And tomorrow night At Evansville, I want to approach it from a different way. I'll try to read the Bible and explain what healing is in God's Word, and then the prayer cards is call them up. Just let God, as He will, give the visions, and just pray for the sick and come to these people who are maybe uh, something wrong with them and, and ask them if they're right with God, and don't even if I see the vision, I don't even say anything about it. Just go ahead and just try to, well, on the legal promises of God, just stand there toe-to-toe with the enemy and fight it out with him. That's right. Pray for everything I can get on the platform to pray for. And just ask the enemy to leave the people. Then I'm going to give him 72 hours to find out what takes place. Then if it isn't that way, uh, I'll return back to the other way and take a day of fasting and ask God to help. Then I want to see... The main message that the angel of God gave me, which has been confirmed around the world, he said, I was born to pray for sick people. Now, what I think he meant by that is massive prayer. That's the way I put it together. I questioned him, and he said, I didn't have any ability, and he told me this very gift, and the things that would take place would be a vindication of it. Now, what I think and always have thought that he meant by it, if I could stand here at the platform right now and look over this audience, and God would speak something to somebody, or in a supernatural way, it ought to make the entire audience believe that the presence of God's right here.
1: And that ought to make
0: every one of them at one time accept their healing, regardless if you sin now, you make it right. But if you, you should accept your, your healing if you don't feel one bit different, and six weeks from today, you are to still accept it right now and stay right with it and hold it as your personal property. That's right. Stay right with it. Now, that's what he wants. And that's the way it works wonderful anywhere but the USA. (laughs) that's right, anywhere but America. But we've got it. You can't blame the American people. They've been taught of laying on hands and, and the regular routine of the ministry. Well, that's just what they believe. They've been taught to believe that. And usually, just like many people say, well, he's a Catholic. If you'd ever think maybe that boy was raised in the cradle a Catholic, that's all he knows. This is a Baptist, well, maybe he's just raised up a Baptist. That's all he knows. The other one, a Methodist, or one, they were just raised that way. That's all. They were raised up that way. And if the American people are taught laying hands on the sick, that's Scripture, see? But perhaps my ministry was not only in the scope of America, but it was for other nations because that's where he just keeps pulling me to you see, and that's where the greatest success has been did you realize the altar call at Durban was was I believe 30 times bigger than Pentecost did you realize that that was 30 times bigger than the day of Pentecost 30,000 souls got saved at one time <laughs> there's only 5,000 at Pentecost 3,000 the next day you know that Uh, See how big that God does things now because we're in the last days. Don't you believe it? Thank you again. It's time for me to pray for the sick now. I want to start early because I want to get as many on the platform as I can. But just first, can I read some of His Word? Because I know my words will fail, just sure, but His cannot fail. Now, just before I read this Word, I want your undivided attention just a moment. And if there's anything that you've ever paid attention to, to what I've said, you listen to what I'm telling you now. That as far as your healing is concerned in the presence of God, there's not one other thing can be done. The rest of it's left with you. Jesus Christ has already healed every sick person on the face of the earth tonight, if they'll just believe it. He saved every sinner there is on the face of the earth when he died if they'll just believe it and accept it. you understand that? And there's no gift that I have or any other man has that can heal you. Because how can we do what Jesus has already done for you? If I could heal you, I could save you. For he was wounded for our transgression, with his stripes we were healed. Is that right? So I couldn't do nothing about it. Now other men can point it out in the Word. Others, God's put gifts in the church in different ways. And those gifts and everything, if it's a true gift of God, it'll point to that one thing, Jesus Christ. And I do not believe in building the the gospel of Jesus Christ around an individual. I don't believe in building it around a denomination. I believe in building it around Jesus Christ. And all individuals and all men are the same. And we're all looking to one Redeemer, that's Jesus Christ. And I, I believe that with all my heart, soul, and body that that's, that's true. And that's what we want. Now, you've always noticed. I've never said, oh, the great Baptist church or the great Pentecostal church or the great. I've never said that. As knowingly, I didn't. I've always said it. I thought this one thing that Pentecostal people were the most spiritual, certainly. They were the kickouts of other churches, and they've had to pull for every little inch they got, and that made them spiritual because they had to get out and pray it. You just let a little persecution rise in the United States and watch the church come together. Watch it get spiritual land. Well, down in Korea, where the revival is going on, the Methodists and Baptists and Presbyterians are having great healing services, speaking with tongues and everything. They say, are all these Pentecostals? There's none of them Pentecost. They're all Methodists and Baptists and things. But they're just such a pull and a strain. They just had to start praying. And when you get spiritual, God will take care of the rest. See? The rest of it just comes automatically main thing, start praying. The rest of it will be all right. If you Baptist your tonight, and you Methodist, you just start in your church. Just pray and get all your church to pray. And you ministers do the same. Just get the people to pray in real good. You, the rest of it will take care of itself. God will take care of the rest. And uh, I appreciate your kindness and all that you've done. And now the Lord bless you. And here's the next thing I want to say is this. That don't wait for a healing campaign in your city to be healed. Your pastor or your neighbor, that's a Christian, has just as much legal rights from God to pray for you as anybody on the face of the earth. You don't have to wait till somebody comes along with a healing campaign. Those men are just stimulate faith. God never intended all of these great these campaigns sweeping across the nation. He expected that to be in every church, every pastor. The Bible said, if there be any among you sick, let them call the elders of the church. Now, the elder really is, we call it in Pentecost, we call it a deacon or something, but an elder is a minister. Let them call the ministers of the church, and let them anoint them at all, and pray over them. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Confess your false wonder, and pray one for another. Everybody, pray for one another that you may be healed. Is that right? And compared each one with Elijah. Said Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain. It didn't rain for three years and six months. See? That's it. Now remember that. When you get sick, call your pastor. If your pastor don't believe in divine healing, call another pastor who does believe it. If you can't find any in your neighborhood, get that good old Christian mother lives over there that goes to prayer every day, or that old dad out there under an old red handkerchief sticking out of his pocket, maybe a hand's as callous as it could be, an old blue patch shirt on. I'm telling you, some of the truest hearts that beats beat under an old blue shirt. That's exactly right. Yes, sir. I'd rather have his company a lot of times in slickers sometime that go around with their collar turned around or something, or pat you on the back and call you brother Branham, walk away and tell something or ruin your character, I'd rather have somebody be honest with me, wouldn't you? That's right. I want somebody honest. Just be what you are. God help the day that when we can come, when we can be just what we are. That's right. Just be just what we are. And God bless you now while I read His Word. And I'm reading tonight out of St. John And the fifth chapter in the thirty-sixth verse, I want to read this, this little scripture so that his word will be to you as a lamp to your feet to guide you tonight to his blessings that he has prepared for you. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself, which has sent me, has borne witness of me. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus Christ saying, now, you all believe John. He was a prophet. He just preached away. You all went and believed him. And you know he was a prophet, though he never done one miracle. But he was the greatest prophet that ever lived. Jesus said so until his time. Said never was a man born of a woman as great as John the Baptist. He never done one miracle and only lived six months. But why was he so great? Because he bore a record of Christ. And when you see somebody giving God praise and God glory, then you can realize that that person's coming from God. Isn't that right? giving God the glory? That's right. And John said, "I must decrease and he must increase." They said, "Are you the Messiah?" He said, "I'm nothing." But Jesus come around and said, Oh, yes, He is. He's the greatest from among women. That's better, don't you think? Let somebody else say it. Live so that somebody else will say it. That's the, that's the way to do it. Do the right thing, somebody. God will bear record for you. Now, He said, Now, though I have greater witness than John, said, Because the very works that I do bear witness that the Father sent me, and the Father himself bears witness of me by the works he does through me. Now, that's beautiful, isn't it? Peter, on Acts two twenty-four, I believe it's 22 or 24, he said, You man of Israel, he said, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you, by signs and miracles which God did by him in the midst of you all, which you yourselves are witnesses. Now, Jesus, when he was here on earth, he didn't claim to be great. Just a man, an ordinary man. You see him on the street. He didn't look any different than anyone else. He walked out right among men that didn't even know who he was. He didn't dress different. He just walked along as a humble man, no great big man. He's probably a little thin fellow. The Bible said there's no beauty we should desire him. So he just walked along, lived among men, eat and drank and slept with them. And where was he with? The poorest of poor, the fisherman down on the river. I'd imagine Peter with that old, greasy fishing apron around him like that. And Jesus said, You're Simon, so follow me, and you'll become fishers of man. I'd rather hear that than anything I know of. Just follow me. Or well, he said, Now, wait a minute. I, I, you haven't got your degree. He don't need no degree. He just wants to follow Christ. That's right. Just follow me. He wouldn't even know his own name if it was laying before him. The Bible said he was ignorant. And unlearned. Not only unlearned, but he was ignorant. Both ignorant and unlearned. But when he passed through the gate called Beautiful, and he said to that man, Look on me. He said, Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Somebody in the church began to play the part of a hypocrite and to come into the line one night a certain, certain thing. He said, Why does the devil put in your heart to lie to God? The man fell dead. Ananias. Sir Phileas come in. The same thing again. How God. And then those people looked at that old fisherman. And you know what they did? If he had had some great degree to go by, he'd he'd had something to glory in. But God took nothing and made something out of it. That's the way God does. Just takes the nothing to make something. And when you can become nothing in your own sight... You're becoming something in God's sight then. And always remember this, friends. The way up is down. He that exalts himself shall be abased, but he that humbled himself shall be exalted. So just love him with all your heart and forget all you ever knowed about all other things but Jesus Christ. Just go ahead and love him and work for him. Serve him. If he wants you to be the doormat, well, you just be the doormat. And whatever he wants you to do, you do it. God bless you now. What if he was here tonight in a visible person? Just as sure as he walked on the Sea of Galilee, he's right here. He promised to be. And what did he do? What did he say he would do after he raised from the dead? The Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that true? Well, if he's the same, he'll do the same thing. Now, he didn't heal no one. Very much contrary, he claimed he didn't heal. He said, "It's not me. I only do what the Father shows me. When the Father shows me a vision, I go do what He tells me. In other words, I don't do nothing till He tells me." Saint John 5:19 said, "The Son, after He passed all those crippled people and blind and halt and lame, didn't heal any of them. Healed a man with a, laying on a pallet. For Jesus knew He was in this condition. Sure, the Father had showed Him all these things. It was just that way." And then he raised from the dead, he said, The things that I do, you'll do also. And greater than this, that's more, of course, not greater. Look at the things he did. But more than this shall you do, for I go unto my father. And when he's raised from the dead, he said, I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. He was with your great-grandmother and grandfather. He was with your grandfather and grandmother. He's with mother and dad. He's with you and I. He will be with the next generation to come, if there is one. The same yesterday, today, and forever. The church has grown. It's grown from justification through sanctification into the baptism of the Holy Ghost, now into the restoration of the gifts coming to the bud. And Here we are, ready for harvest now. God shall come someday, and we'll see Him, love Him. And at that day when all of life is over, and I done preach my last sermon, prayed for my last sick person, the Bible lays closed. I know my time has come, and I know that sitting before me, like every mortal here tonight, there's a great big black door sitting yonder, and every time that heart beats, you're going one step closer to it. It's called death. One time your heart beats, that's one time less it'll ever beat again, and we're going that way. I don't know when it's going to stop. But when I enter there, I don't want to go like a coward. I want to wrap myself in His righteousness entering into that channel of death, knowing this, that I am persuaded that I know Him in the power of His resurrection. For He has resurrected me from a life of sin and made me His servant. And I know Him that way, and I know when He calls, I'll come out from among the dead. I, have, I want that to be my testimony. God bless you. I don't live too far up the river here. I'm your neighbor. Come up and knock on the door. I've often said the night never gets too dark, the rain never falls too hard, while I come to you. I wish I could. But, friends, there's just thousands of calls everywhere. You just realize what one day will be. My wife's sitting right here. Many times we have noticed, and at times I have kept count of the phone calls just long distance along, and we've had it to average as many as 64 an hour, day and night, of long distance. It just isn't an Owensboro here, it's around the world, see. Millions and millions of people, see? And you can imagine what it is. But I'll say this one thing, friends. If I can ever be any help and get to you or anything, I'll be, I'll be glad to come. Pray for me, and I'll pray for you. God bless you now while we bow our heads. Now, Father, your lay handkerchiefs before me. Bless them, Father, to the sick and needy. Way across the country, people are waiting for these handkerchiefs. Many, many sitting here. And Thou can heal them all, and I pray that You will. And now, Lord, I pray that Your Spirit will just settle over this company of people tonight in a great awe. And may Your angel, which I know is standing here at the platform at this time, may he come forward, take over the poor little old unworthy hull that I live in here. Use these poor, unworthy eyes to look through and these lips to speak through. God use those hearts out there to, for a conception, and may the, the reception of God's Spirit move right into there and confirm God's Word with signs following. Grant it, Lord. Heal all the sick and afflicted, save the lost and dying. Grant it, Lord. Forgive us all of our sins, and may there not be one person that's in this building tonight, be lost. May everyone be present at that day to receive crowns of glory from our loving Savior. For we ask that in His name, amen. These handkerchiefs are marvelous things. Not for your mailing address, no, friends. We don't just answer letters we don't want it for mailing address or to do anything away from your church we want you our purpose is for you to be loyal to your church of your choice that's what I want you to be but if you do need a handkerchief just write me I'll send it to you absolutely free. We send thousands and thousands of them. Here recently a woman in Germany received one, put it on her bosom. She's sitting with arthritis and wheels. She she said, Now, devil, you get out of this building. Got right up and walked away. I was in Arkansas recently, some some time ago. Many of you here are from Arkansas. This is one of the Jonesboro. It's 28,000 people. The paper said was in the meeting. And I told people, just bring your handships let me pray over them. You put them in your Bible. If you ever need them, why? All right. This little woman took one and put it on Acts 19 in her Bible where I'd asked her to. Weeks later, she'd live way out in the room and she was cleaning an old lamp chimney. And she uh, cut her hand across there and the blood just began spurting. You've heard the old superstition of taking cogwebs. She got a bunch of cogwebs and throwed it on there of course the blood just blew the cogwebs off. And then she tried other little remedies, but it wouldn't stop. Now, this is her testimony. I can't say it. The only thing I know, she's a Christian woman. I believe her testimony. And she said that she was getting so weak, she wrapped a pillow slip around her her arm and it bled it wet. And then she got a sheet and it became just so wet. She was losing so much strength, she couldn't stand up. And the way away from a neighbor, a little cotton raiser, way back out, her husband had gone to town to get uh, food for the table and some uh, uh, hay or ship stuff and things for his cattle and stuff in a wagon. On his, she said, "Lord, I'm dying. And how? What can I do? No doctor within miles and miles." And she slipped to the Bible and remembered that. And she picked this handkerchief up. She said, "Dear God, I trust you to save my life." And she laid it on there. And that night, I happened to still be in Arkansas down at Little Rock. Reverend G. H. Brown's a witness. She come there wearing a pair of boots, she walked three or four miles out that night with a pair of boots on, packing a lantern, stepped out of the boots and got her, her shoes out of her, the satchel that she had, put them on her feet, flagged her Greyhound bus and rode a hundred and something miles down to Little Rock where I was having a meeting, walked in there, hung her lantern on the tree so she could find it when she come back, go back through the mud and stuff in the rice fields and brought, walked in there and showed that handkerchief not even stained with blood. And the scar on her arm where it was across there where God had stopped it and saved her life. She said, I feel that I owe it to God. A woman once put one on a little baby clubfoot. Her sister sent it to her and she kept that on that baby for weeks. She said, God bless you, brother. You believe mothers go to get well. You believe it, mother. With all your heart, God bless you. you. God grant it to you. These two women, they've been here the last two or three nights. Of course, I, I believe the, some of them told me the Holy Spirit told them what was wrong with them and all about it. I just watch. the. Of course, anybody, if I'd say cripple, that's sure everybody knows they're crippled. The thing is, a well looking person, and then, then something wrong with them. That's the mystery part. But don't worry. You tried hard, haven't you? God will help you. Just, just, just accept it now. And you too, sister, both of the old and gray. And God be with you and help you. God will make life sweet for you, Mother. Don't pay no attention to your disease now. When the angel of the Lord begins to anoint, you, you just accept it with all your heart. Now look to here, friends. If I was a healer, as the newspapers say, Brother Branham, the healer, if I was a healer, and see that poor old brother sitting there in them old calloused hands and his little old shirt buttoned up around his collar and dust over his shoes, that little mother laying there that's probably been his sweetheart for years and years laying there, you think that I would stand here and let her lay there? Not if I was a healer. I'd walk right down there, and they'd walk out of here like sweethearts again. Think i let this poor old mother that sat here night after night, you think I'd let her lay there? No, sir. I certainly wouldn't. I'd be a brute if I did. Now, here's the only thing. The only thing is this. Look at this little mother sitting here. And two boys coming from New Albany, bringing them faithful. Boys, I, don't, I know they don't want me to say this, but they've done me a favor recently. You don't know how my heart every night and how I've been in the room praying for that little mother. Oh, how I just prayed that God would let me see something. If it was my own mother sitting there, I couldn't do it. But I know one thing. It was here a night or two ago. Some of them tell me the angel of God was so around that. Something's happened to her. I know that. <laughs> Just as your faith will measure up, it'll come. What's Uh Bees, I believe. I called to, I, I don't know. Ten? Or, all right. All right. Let's, let's call up. Uh, 10, B10, B10. I, I want to get a line. <laughs> that's we. Can you pile them in there? All right. All right. B10 to 15. B10, 15. B10, 20. Up to 20. See how many that's going to make. B10 to 20. Or 25. That ought to be enough to let people stand so long like that when we're going through... Them. Many, many, many more are healed out there than there is here. Because the calls of people on the line here, that doesn't mean they get healed. If, if their faith is not right with God, they'll sure miss it. See, it isn't nothing I could do. It's what their faith is in God. This year is just a vindication of God's presence. Now, what, <clears throat> what if our Lord was standing here tonight with the suit that he gave me here on, and these people stand in the prayer line? Now, as far as I know, looking down this line, I don't see you're not in the line, are you, brother? No. Oh, you're just with... I know the brother preacher here, but that's the only person that I realize in that, uh, recognize in that line. I guess they're all strangers to me. I don't know any of them. But I don't know anyone in the audience for these two brothers and that mother sitting there, Brother Beeler and this other brother sitting right here, and I think that's and my wife sitting there and Mrs. D'Amico. I'm not sure, I believe I see the Methodist preacher, Brother Junior, there. Isn't that right, Brother? From da- that's, I'm glad to have you here tonight from down and into southern Indiana. And a Brother sitting there, which is just coming to be a minister, sitting by. This is good for Methodists, too, you know. It helps them all. <laughs> sure does. All right. As far as I know, that's the only people in the audience that I know just at this time. But the Holy Spirit knows every one of you. He knows all about you. And He can do for you the exceedingly abundantly, can't He? All right. Now, uh, I guess you got them out plumb to the road out there, huh? All right. All right. But we're going to try. Now, let's let this meeting tonight be this. I want to ask you something. Will you obey me as his servant? Now, just as his servant, not as to obey, I don't mean that, but you'll obey what he says through me. Now, I'm going to challenge every one of you tonight, this ending up of the night, here in, a, in this meeting, many of you have been sitting around, and I've been watching, seeing it for individual, each one at a time. But I'll tell you what God will do tonight. If you'll do just as I'm advising you now, there will not be one feeble person left among us when we go out. If you'll just believe this, now, and I told you, and say, God, I, I believe it with all my heart, and I'm now accepting it upon those bases. And when somebody's healed up here at the platform, you stay out there and say, I accept it for me. That's me too. God knows just what's the matter with me, if he knows what's the that one. And I'll, I'll tell you that in Jesus' name, you'll find that every, that every person in here will be healed. And the Holy Spirit will move right out there and in the audience and heal it. How many is out here to be healed that hasn't got prayer cards? Raise your hands everywhere. All right. That's good. I, I miss this balcony. How many over there, raise up their hands Who want to be healed, hasn't got prayer cards? All right. Now let's be real reverent, everyone, and pray. Now, if if these people come up here on the prayer line, and if Jesus was standing here, he, would the same thing take place that he told Philip when he saw Philip coming to him? I told Philip that he was a Christian, a believer, and told him if. He saw him and knew where he was at before he'd come to the meeting. Is that true? He talked to a woman. He said, now, uh, you have five husbands. Is what's your trouble. She admitted that was right. And she recognized him to be a prophet and said the Messiah was coming. He said, I'm the Messiah. And he know where a one, two mules was hitched in the forks of a road. He said, you, if the man's going to come up and ask you something, you tell him the master has need of this. And he'll let him go. See? And he knew where a fish was, had a coin in his mouth. But remember, now that was people who believed. But when they captured him, or he gave himself up to them, they put a cloth around his eyes and took a stick and hit him on the head and said, Now prophesy, prophesy and tell us who hit you. We'll believe you. If you'll tell us who hit you on the head of that stick, he never opened his mouth and said a word, did he? He didn't clown for people. He'd done the will of God. See? Probably he didn't even know who hit him on the head. God didn't tell him. God don't tell his prophets everything. Didn't even tell his son. His son didn't even know when he was coming back again. He said, No man knows. It's the Father only. Is that right? So we recognize the same thing. Oh, lady. What's huh? that? There was someone here supposed to see Billy Paul, a brother from up in Indiana. He said to tell him to meet him in the side room, if he would, if the brother is present. And if the brother goes around, you go ahead and just let the lady come here. Come here, lady, if you will. Do you believe with all your heart as an individual? Uh, I say, to you believe with all your heart? That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is sure to give help? You do. Now, as you're in the lines, friends, many times I pass right over, and when you're out there in the audience, be ready, be praying, and just as soon as it speaks, snap in right quick, catch it. Cause let me say this before the anointing drops on me, see. It's a it's caused by the way I see it. I can't explain it. There's no need of trying to, but it's a light. And you've had the picture of it here. You've seen the picture. And it's a, uh, it's a fire about like that. Uh, There's a picture of your scientific picture it hangs in the Hall of Religious Art in Washington, D.C. as the only supernatural being that's scientifically proven has been taken. And it's here. Now, I can't see it when I'm standing like I am now. But when the Spirit of God so anoints and takes away, then I see it. And it moves out here in the audience. I I don't see the individual. I just see the light, and I watch it. And then as I'm watching that light, it just breaks through, and I see something take place. Then when it leaves, I try to keep on my mind what it was. Then I look and see if I can see that person, where it was at. Then I say, like, I see a person going to a hospital and had a kidney taken out or something. Maybe it was a woman. I seen her come out and she was so sick or maybe something like that and after a while I happened to look and there's the woman sitting there. I said, wasn't you in a hospital recently had a kidney removed or something? Yes, that's it. Well, maybe that's all I know. See? But what it is, she's praying and God knows everything. He's got that whole tape recording from the time you were born. Isn't that right? And if he wants to show it to me, that's up to him. A portion of it. Whatever he does. But now, for healing... Now, if God does that, then that proves Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then every person ought to believe. Is that right? Every person ought to believe. And and at the same time, be made well for you accepted. Don't wait and say, well, I I believe it right now, but if I just felt better, you'll, you'll never get any better. See? You've got to accept it first, and then you get better after you accept it. See? Accept it first. All understands that, say Amen. Accept it first. All right, no matter, mother, how bad you feel, how bad you feel, how bad you, you, or you feel, just accept it, and then God is up to Him to take care of the rest. All right. Now, sister, you, I'm going to pull this around here, this microphone, so that somebody, of course, watches it. Now, I just want to talk to you, see. And now, you ever read the Bible much? Do you? And did you ever read over there in St. John, about the fourth chapter, I believe it was, where Jesus went up and sat on a well and sent his disciples down in town to get something to, to eat? And um, while he was, there was a lady came out, and she was going to draw water. And I believe Jesus had a beast, and she was coming. But he didn't know what was wrong with her. He knew that was a woman. So he said, um, uh, bring me a drink what do you want to do to my way of thinking I couldn't prove it to the scripture but my way of thinking that he had to have some personal contact with that woman's life then while he talked to her why she he said he told her said uh, I want you bring me a drink she said why you Jews don't have nothing to do with us us Samaritans why'd you ask me for a drink so many words and he said well but if you knew who you were talking to you'd ask me for a drink and she said, well, the d- well's deep. He said, he said, go get your husband. She said, I don't have any husband. I said, that's right. You got five, and the one you have now is not your husband. Well, quickly, she said, you're a prophet. She said, Messiah's coming. He said, I am he. So she ran into the city all excited and said, come see a man told me everything I ever done. Well, he never. He just told her one thing. But if God could reveal that one thing to him, he could reveal everything to him. Is that right? Well, then, if he, the things that he did, he said we do also. Is that right? Well, then, if you believe he's risen from the dead, don't you? And he's among us. Well, then, he set some in the church to be seers, some to be preachers, some to be teachers, and so forth. Governments of the church. Is that right? Well, then, if the Christian then becomes sick and they want a manifestation of something to raise their faith in God, they go to church and hear the preacher preach. If that doesn't do it, maybe a message will come forth through some other way. Or maybe it is a prophet in the country that will be able to see and know something that's caused the trouble or something to tell them. Then they just have faith. God does the rest. Is that right? That's right. I believe you're an honest person. You... It's hard to catch into you. You're a distant type of that because you're wondering at this time, you see. If you just let yourself be submissive and just know that God is here to help you, and there is nothing in the world that I could do, only just, just say what I see. And uh, it's difficult. Of course, one thing I'm weak. But. You've uh, been something about an automobile, a a car, a crash or a wreck or something. I see a strike. Uh, Just a moment. I just want to talk to you again. Yes, I see him taking the, uh, the woman from it. Very shook up, bad, hurt. And you haven't recovered from it just right yet. There seems to be something wrong with a, a one of your limbs. There's a, No, that's a, that's a growth of some sort That's in a danger line of being cancer, malignant. And there's something about somebody that's, that's got a wheelchair cripple. It must be your husband that's pushed around. And it's, uh, uh, just a minute. Was that the truth? Uh, uh, All that was said was truth. Is that right? Then do you believe that he's going to help you now? Come here just a moment. Almighty God, the creator of heavens and earth, the author of everlasting life, and the giver of ever good gifts, send to this, our sister, thy blessing. Now I pray that you will heal her. God grant to her the desire of her heart, and may this be one of the most happy times of all her life. May she go from here tonight happy, rejoicing, and praising you and giving you thanks and praise, and be made well in Christ's name we ask that, amen. God bless you, sister. As simple as it seems, it's just a little simple thing that means more. The prayer now—you just believe that God heard. Now what He told you that has been in life, you know that's true. See, then He promises divine help. Now, then, if that was so, this other will be so. Won't it? Go and may God bless you. God be with you. Now. Come, lady. You believe with all your heart? All right. You believe that that God is and a rewarder of those who will diligently seek after him with all your heart. Yes, ma'am. Oh my, what a wonderful. This is the best. Uh, anointing is a whole bank of faith just sitting here now. Best that's been in the end of the meeting. And right now, I want to tell you that before I get to a place where I won't understand. I want you to be just as reverent. Be seated. Be reverent. Look this way and pray and listen and believe with all your heart and rejoice with exceeding great joy. God is an object of worship. God wants to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. Now, excuse me, sister, I would just mention to the people, you see, so I would know so I could get, uh, it's kind of another world, you know, you kind of break into here, you know you got an audience before you. Sometimes the visions get so much you can't tell your right or left or where you're at or what you're doing, you see. But you believe me to be his servant, don't you? And we are strangers, don't know one another, but God knows both of us, doesn't he? Now, you you come from away from here, and you come from a place that's a lot of prairie country, and you come, uh, it, it was an airplane. Uh, an airplane comes up from leaving a prairie country in the back. It's a city you come from it's on a prairie. And it's a. you've come to an immigration or you're you're from Canada. You come from I'd say Regina. Is that right? And uh, your plane come down in a city that sets low into a near a river. It is a city on each side of the river. Uh, I'd say it was uh, a Cincinnati or something on that order. But then you come here with an automobile and it was at night time. The lights you've you got mixed up somewhere and you, you've had your trouble is Or you're with friends. I see that. You're rejoicing with someone. But you you've been operated on. You've had two operations. And the operations is in here in the bosom or breast. And it's cancer. Is that true? Then, I see it turning dark, lady. It must be that you're not going to to live, perhaps. (laughs) No, here's what it is. You are in need of Jesus Christ. You're not a Christian. You need Christ. Is that right? Why not take Him and live? Is that true? You accept Him as your Savior now? Right now, forsake all sin. God lets you live. You're going to live for Him the rest of your days. Come. Almighty God, who raised Jesus from the dead, this dying woman standing here on her feet has now come to life. I thank Thee, Lord, for Thy Spirit that makes her well. God, I pray that You will take all sin and everything from her, And may she go to her home happy, rejoicing, and completely well. I ask this sickness to leave her body. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. My sister, you are returning a different person. You are a Christian now. Your sins are forgiven. With all my heart, I believe you live, for it's light, real light around you now where I'm standing And I I believe you're going to be all right. You feel that too, don't you? Yes, ma'am. You are a Christian and living for Christ now. God bless you. God bless you. Someone should see the. Don't you? Now it hangs here in the corner. The little lady sitting there with a red pocketbook. It's right over her. Do you have a prayer card, lady? You don't have a prayer card? Do you believe me to be God's prophet? You, you are? You have something wrong in here, too. It's a gallstone. Isn't that right? It's gone from you now. You can go home and get well, huh? Have faith. Thank you, Do you believe? Yes. With all your heart, sir? Yes, sir. All right. I I want you to to just believe with all your heart. All right. Now if the Lord Jesus is present, his manifestation of his spirit to give life, forgiveness of sins. Is it just as easy, to say your sins be forgiven you as it is that you are healed? Well which does either one? God. There's something about sin in your life. But you're a disobedient person. You're a preacher, too. Yes. Yes, sir. And you got some kind of a, a eczema, skin over your body that's bad. And you, you fail to do what God told you to Well, that's sin. That's right. But you're a minister of the gospel. And you've got a sick wife. And she's got some kind of a a, a, a trouble in here. It's an asthmatic condition. And a smother is her heart. She's got heart asthma. Is that right? You now ask God to forgive your disobedience. I want you to return to your wife, lay hands on her, and go back preaching the gospel. And God, in Jesus Christ's name, make the man perfectly normal. Heal his wife, and may this be the hour of hours for him. And take it away from him. I rebuke the enemy. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Just a moment, sir, minister. Stand there and just turn your back again, if you will. Now look around to me. You've been some time or other at my tabernacle. Isn't that right? I've seen you walking out the door like that out of my tabernacle door. Isn't that true? Oh, God bless you. Go on. I just seen my tabernacle come before me, and I've seen you going out the door. Now I know you'd been there somewhere. All right. Good Lord, bless. God bless you, brother. All right. You believe him with all your heart? All right. You believe, lady? With all your heart, I am a stranger to you, lady, but not with God. I realize that you are a Christian, not because you said, oh, Jesus, because any sinner would do that, that was standing especially in his presence, but God knows you. And if He be with me, then He'll let me know you too, for His glory. You believe that? You um, you you've you've been had some trouble, some operations, and it's been they've removed inward organs. And uh, isn't that true? I can't understand you there's something about a tent, somewhere a tent or something. You've got a, a tent or you're oh, you're a preacher's wife. That's what it is. You're a preacher's wife. and he a tent about a tent meeting or something. And that's assembly of God. And now if I'm not mistaken, in the vision, I saw a man with a little plaid shirt and his teeth, which is Brother Vivert. You have something to do along with Brother Vivert or something. Is, is that right? Well, oh, God bless you. Come here. Almighty Father. Oh, be merciful, God. Now go touch our sister and lay she go and be healed. God, I send her on her road in the name of your Son, Jesus to be made absolutely whole amen God bless you my sister go and may his presence be with you amen Has, was there someone healed right here or was it you lady because the vision didn't look like you or is the lady Now you all just bear with me. Just we're we're serving the Lord Jesus with all of our heart. It is it has left me. I, I don't know what the Lord meant. Let's it was just a blessing on the lady sitting there. You've already been up here, have you, lady? Oh, you is up here. All right, all right, all right. Bring the next. One. Here, here's here's the man of death. Go, bow your head everywhere. Just as soon as he moved, I felt the spirit move on him. I right, keep your heads bowed. Until you hear me? Speak to you. Oh God, who raised Jesus from the dead. Satan has bound this poor man. He doesn't have the privilege of hearing the gospel, so faith doesn't come by hearing for him. I pray, God, that you'll excuse this now and will make this demon leave him so that he can hear. Now, Father, if that he can't, I pray that you'll give me power over this devil to cast it out. And, Lord, if there be anything wrong, then you can speak to thy servant. But I pray thee now, Lord, that this demon will not be able to stand in the faith of thy servant that this man could be healed, a young man here, just in the prime of life, and, and the devil's done this evil to him. Now, Father, hear my prayer. Satan, you who bound the man, you deaf spirit, trying to run him to a premature grave, I charge thee by Jesus Christ, the Son of God, come out of him. I'm barely whispering. All right, raise your hand. Listen to this. You say loud what I whisper to you. I'll put my hand over this because this is real life. Amen. Amen. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now watch this. Praise Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love you. I love you. I'm just barely whispering. God bless you, brother. Christ has healed you and made you well. I go send no more. It'll be all right. You believe me to be his prophet now? Yes, sir. You love me? Yes, sir. I love you. I want to ask you something. Will you do what I tell you to do? Yes, sir. You have a bad habit. Yes, sir. I That's here. smoking yes, sir. cigarettes. Yes, Give and them not. up. Go and never do it again. And God, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you have faith you believe lady with all your heart you believe me to be his servant there it is oh yes it's the lady sitting next to this woman here you have an allergy, don't you, lady? Isn't that right? Oh, yes. That made you feel good too, didn't it, Dad? All right. You had a colon trouble too. Isn't that right? All right, put your hands on one another. God bless you. Now you can go home and be well, both of you. Satan tried to get by with that. Well, I don't know if God was working and that move right there. Hallelujah. Oh, how we love him. You believe, lady? If I should just tell you what your trouble, by the help of God, the visions make me so weak. But you would you, you would believe me? I see one thing. You certainly have had a lot of trouble. you got a heartbreaking experience right now you're going through. That's concerning some children that's out in the world, sinning. And you suffer with heart trouble. God bless you. Come here. God, through the name of Your Son, Jesus, help this poor little thing so much like my own mother. And I pray, God, that You'll take away all the, the power of the devil off of her life and may he go and may she, everything that she has a desire of may it come to her in. Jesus Christ's name I ask it. Amen. I bless Thee, my sister. And may everything that I can ask God to give to you, may You receive it. You believe You do now? God bless you. Go on your road happy and rejoicing and saying thanks to God. You believe him with all your heart? Somebody right in here. Wait. You want to get over that diabetes? Believe God's going to make you well? Accept it right now? Come here. Lord, heal this dear mother. I pray that you'll take all the trouble from her tonight, and may she get well. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing, thankful, and God bless you, sister. All right. Our reverence. Of the Lord is moving over this audience. It's right there and there's something the same thing wrong with that that is with this lady here. Would you have TV sitting right? There? That's right. Now he's riding behind that man again. There's a lady sitting there. Something wrong with her back. Her daughter sitting right next to her's got something wrong with the head. Her head. You believe with all your heart? Believe God's going to make you well. Do you accept it, lady? Both of you, you and your girl, both. Do you? God bless you. Put your arms over on one another. God make them well in Jesus' name. Sir, you were laughing sitting over from there. You have something wrong with your back, too, don't you? Is that right? That's your wife sitting next, and she has something wrong with her head. Is that right? And look, sir, you're not a Christian. You need to accept Christ. Isn't that right? I see it turning dark. Do you accept Him as your Savior now so He can make you and your wife well? Do you believe that? And we'll accept Him as your... Stand up to your feet and say, I accept Him as my Savior. God bless you. Stand up to your feet and you can be made well. Raise up. Just raise up to your feet. Raise up with him. Here. God bless you. Both of you now can go home and be made well in Jesus Christ's name. Let us say praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus is here if you just believe. Now look, lady. Do you believe with all your heart? Do you believe me to be his prophet, his servant, rather? With all your heart you believe it. Now just a moment. Here it is again. That's a way to believe, audience. That's the way to get something from God. Now it's coming from many different places. Look here, sister. You have stomach trouble. All you with stomach trouble stand to your feet right now. Do you have what I told you? There they are. Let's bow our heads. Oh, Lord Jesus, these demons screaming, pulling, they know their time's come. They know they can't get by with these things. They know that their end is here because people is now beginning to believe you. Now, I rebuke every demon that's suffering, making these people to suffer with this stomach trouble. Come out of them. In the name of Jesus Christ, lead them. God bless you. Take my word. Go home and eat whatever you want to at your supper. And you too, ladies. God bless you. Now, just a moment. Somewhere. Oh, here it is. Standing right here. Sir, you sat there with that little boy on your lap. You had stomach trouble too, didn't you? He healed you just then. Your little boy's blind, isn't he? Put your hands over on him and ask God to help him give him his sight. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it be so. You believe, brother? Got kidney trouble, haven't you? You believe you're healed? Go off the platform shouting and praising God. A while ago when that lady was talking about having T B. You were standing right there on the steps. You were the one who healed too, because you had T B and had it a long time. It's gone now. Go home rejoicing and thanking God for his goodness. All right. Come, lady, you know your heart trouble's left. You want you to step in there and believe with all your heart. Just keep warm and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, and be made well. You too, sister. You believe with all your heart is gone from you? God bless you. Lord, heal her and make her well in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You have cold and trouble sitting there, lady. Yeah. Isn't that right? You were weeping just then. You were wondering when it was coming your time. This is your time now. God bless you. That's right. You pat her, you love her, do you? You sitting here on the end, you have complications, just everything wrong. Isn't that right? All right, your time is now too. God bless you. You go home and be well. God bless you, brother. Have faith in God. Yes, she was healed with a stomach trouble. You're kind of wondering in your mind, sitting right that lady sitting right in there, you are healed. God bless you, yes, it's over. Yes, ma'am. Let's say thanks be to God. Come, lady. You believe me to be his prophet? Now, here's the pool. Little boy. Sitting there on the end. tiny dress with a little yellow-looking shirt on. You got something wrong with an eye. Isn't that true, son? That come from a a kid throwing a trinket. You were standing around a post or something and a boy throwed a trinket and hit you in the eye. Put it out. That,
1: that changed.
0: You got so you could see. Then it left you again. You was reading some kind of little old book, some kind of little comic story magazine. Is that right? And it went away from you. Now it's blind again. You shouldn't do that, son. You have another habit of using tobacco or smoking. Isn't that right? Stand up and accept Jesus as your Savior. And may God make you heal him well. Hallelujah. Have faith. Sister, you suffer with nervousness. This whole audience is plagued with nervousness. Everybody's got nervousness. Stand to your feet right now and be healed at the same time as this woman. There you are. Hallelujah. 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 these demons out of these people tonight, Lord. May the power of God sweep over this building just now and rebuke every demon of nervousness in you. May they go out and be completely whole in Jesus' name. While the Spirit of God's rising out everyone, rise to your feet right now. This is it. This is the time. Let's give God praise and glory. Everyone.